All right, I'm Gary. This is Austin, and we are Midwest Mics coming back at you with another episode of Fully Loaded Kansas City. As you can notice, we're back in the home studio this week. Um, schedules just kind of prevented us uh, from getting uh, in the uh, studio for Kansas City Podcast Network, but uh, we still wanted to bring you guys some content because we feel like it's been a while since we've been on the network. So here we are, uh, just in the home studio. Boom, back on the iPad. Yep, back on the iPad. Looking good, feeling good. Normally we have someone got else. Got my that coffee. Makes... Got my bang. I got a beer. Yeah. You know, we're Getting doing good. Yeah, You're we're on doing a Thursday. good. On a Thursday. Um, six in the morning with my beer. No, it's not, no. It's not six in the morning. But uh, are you recording the audio? You hit it. Oh no, we'll just she can separate. Right there, cool. All right, all right. Um, but yeah, so back at it, fully loaded. Yep. Uh, some got some stuff to talk about. Uh, first of all, we can do a shout out. Yeah, to, I just want to do a quick shout out uh, to you know a friend of mine that's that's been on our uh, other show a couple times that I work with uh, very closely at Charmish Neist, um, Will Gordon. His dad passed away earlier this week, so. Uh, just want to, you know, send thoughts and prayers to him and his family, his wife and two kids. And, you know, just going through that is, is a tough deal for anybody. So just wanted to take a second to say, you know, hey, buddy, we uh, we got you and we're thinking about you. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. So it's hard to lose a loved one. So, yeah. So and I mean, I I luckily still have my dad. So I don't you know, you still have your dad. So I don't know exactly what that's like or what he's going through. But, you know, I texted him the other day. He seems to be doing all right. And. You know, but uh, just wanted to take a second to, you know, let him know that we're thinking of him and um, Godspeed and we got you. So, For sure. And he's, uh, he'll be back to work soon. So here we go. Now let's talk some sports. Some sports. Let's start. Um, you know, last night the Royals were playing the Cardinals and they were winning five to two going into the bottom of the night. Let's set up like our like our setting. Okay. So like our our frame of mind. Okay. Yep. We're at uh, Poor House. Shout out Poor House. Uh, really good bar food. Really good drink specials. Yes. My tab my tab was ten dollars last night. Nice. <laughs> so. Nice. Um. Anyways, we are, we're out there and the Rose game's on, and we're going into the bottom of the ninth, and it's five to two. And, and we're feeling we're feeling good. We're happy. Um, I'm in a great mood. We're beating the Cardinals. We had lost, or we had won the day before. But this is for the this is for the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're like, man, five to two, ninth inning. Yeah, looking good. And we fucking hate St. Louis. Not a fan. So now, are, are there good people in St. Louis that come out of St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. But not very many. So Some, <laughs> we're not fans of St. Louis. So we, we really wanted this one. I mean, we want the Royals to win them all, but I mean that's not possible. But especially, I mean, we're we're out. You know, we're having a good time. We're talking to a couple other guys that are sitting there that are kind of sort of watching the game, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're watching the game, having a good time. And like you said, five to two, heading into the bottom of the ninth, and we're like, oh man, this this is gonna be good. We're gonna close this out, and we're gonna beat the Cardinals. Which is like a double double win. Yeah, it's like a mega win. Whenever you can beat St. Louis at anything, you're you know you're feeling really good. You know, it just feels good. I think they have some of the worst fans that I've ever been a part of because 
I, I think they still think their championships from 1850 uh, uh, st- <laughs> still matter today, which they don't. I don't think they do. So, anyways. And you, your city lost an NFL team twice. That's actually one of our biggest hang-ups yeah. on them. I'm like, yeah, how'd you lose an NFL team two times? Oh. And they won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's not like their team was terrible for, like, years and years and years. I no. Mean, they, they had won a Super Bowl in 2000, and they left, I think, in, like, what, 08, 09? Is it that – or is it – how 10? long? How long have they been in L.A.? No, it's just like – oh, because Fisher – Fisher was there the first year in L.A., right? Is yeah. right? Jeff Fisher? Yeah. Our first couple years? First couple years. But anyway, they – Anyway. They uh, within yeah. within ten or twelve years, they they had won a Super Bowl and they let that team go, and they they were only a few years removed from like still being really good. With uh, you know, the only reason I know this little fantasy stuff, what was that? Mark Bulger, yeah, pretty good fantasy quarterback. They had Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Mar- uh, Marshall Fault. I mean, it was nice. Yeah, and, and then some something happened, and all of a sudden the fans were like, "Oh, we're good. No, thank you." And I'm like, I, "You're still winning like twelve games. What's going on?" Yeah. Of course, that's you know, and that's what happens. The fandom starts going down. The team starts doing bad. It's over. Yeah. Someone else buy. Uh, the one dude, Cronky, uh, bought the team, moved them to L.A., and then so far so good for them. They've made it to the Super Bowl. Whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, anyway. uh, yeah, they the, the pitcher comes in, feeling pretty good. He's pitching kind of well. Mm-hmm. He had came in in the bottom of the eight. I think he strikes the first guy out. I think so. Is that right? Yeah. First guy so. strikes out. Cool. And then it's a walk. Then a walk. And then it's a, a, a hit for a double to get to get somebody uh, so they'll have a runners on second, second and third. third. And they scored one there. Hall of Famer Yadier Molina comes up and and uh, he's got him on a 0-2 count. Yeah, 0-2. 0-2. And Yadier swinging at everything. I think we're probably three pitches in. I think uh, Yadier swinging at everything. I think he fouls one off. So we're only on the fourth pitch on this dude, and he beans him in the foot. So then you get bases loaded, and then you get a double. You get a double. No, is it? A, I think it's a no. Then they bring in they someone bring, else. Yeah, that's when the pitching change happened. So at this point, it, it's five three. We're still up by two runs. We're at two outs. Yeah, there's two outs, um, but the bases are loaded. So you go to your bullpen, right? I mean, you, you bring in a guy. Say, hey, just get this last guy out. Just put it out there. So bases are loaded. It's five at this point. It's five to three. Three bases are loaded, and you bring in a guy. ERA is zero, but the dude's experience so far this year was like one and one third inning or one yeah. and two thirds innings. Less than two innings. So they're bringing a, they're bringing a dude in to get him out of this pinch uh, with like no no experience so far this year. Which is crazy to me. I'm like, you brush bringing a guy that's experienced. Yeah, it's not gonna be like because I just need one out. And he looks like a kid. Like I don't remember what I don't know what his name. Yeah, is. I don't kid, remember. kid, like a kid. And you're like, all right, kid. Uh, bases yeah. loaded. So we're still staying positive. Bases loaded. We we need one we out. Need one right? out. One out. And we're and when your bases loaded, you got four outs. So you can throw it anywhere and you get him out. One out. Just need one out. Okay. Well, he walks the guy. Or no, no, they hit the double, right? They hit the double, double first to tie it up. Yeah, maybe still because I know there was was there two doubles. No, there's one, one double, one double. So they hit a double to tie it up. So now it's five five. Then they walk another guy to reload the bases because they had runners on second and third. Yeah. And then this is the worst. 
They walk in the winning run. They walk in the winning run 4-0. Like, four balls, zero strikes. He just straight, he straight up couldn't, he couldn't hit the zone. And he goes in, and I was like, oh. So, uh, that moment was maybe a little too big for that pitcher at that time. That's the kid that you're like, hey, it's sixth inning. We're down by I'm one. I'm going to look his name up. We're down by one. We're we're down by one. We're up by two. Sixth inning, come in. You'll get us through. Instead of ninth inning, close a game out. Bases loaded. I don't know. I thought it was a weird choice. And the thing is, that maybe that that we might be seeing one of the reasons why St. Louis let that dude go. That was terrible. It was like the one of the worst. I mean, it was a. It, it's not. We put out like it's the worst, worst one of the worst meltdowns we've seen. Uh, shout out Fake Ned who said. I don't think it's the worst, but it's, I can't yeah. remember a worse one. I mean, it was so, a, a fellow Kansas City Podcast Network colleague. That's right, Fake Ned. It's like so bad. It's so bad. Like you, you just you gifted him the game. You did. So Rosario was the pitcher that came in. Um, so here we go. I'm pulling it up now. Probably should have done this before, uh, you know. But we're not we're not calling cowherd. We don't have people to pull all this stuff up for us, and you know, just feed it to us. In an not yet, not yet. Not yet, but we will. So, yeah, um, Rosario came in to pitch. He hit Molina. Oh, he pitch. hits him? Yeah, he hit Molina, which loaded the bases. And then O'Neal singled to left. Brett Miller scored, making it 5-5. And then uh, O'Neal went to second on a wild pitch. Oh, that's right, the wild pitch. The wild pitch. And then Molina went to third. So that's how it was on second and third. Carson walked, and then they walked Wong, which rough McGruff. Yeah. So that's that's the breakdown, um, the full play-by-play there, that ninth inning. Um, but yeah, uh, so Schrock had struck out swinging. Um, you know, before right before the pitching change. So literally, we just needed one out, and Prussia left Rosenthal in. I mean, yeah. I, or brought in someone else. Yeah. Somebody different than, than... But maybe there was... I don't know. Royals had gone through... I was looking at box score. The Royals were on their, like, seventh pitcher. Mm-hmm. Because the starter... Junis only made it three three and two-thirds innings. Yeah. Which and so, is another problem in itself. Yeah. We, yeah. we do have really good starting pitching, and then we also have some of these other guys. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, really good. Brady Singer. He's going to start tomorrow night against the White Sox, which the White Sox are probably one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team, in baseball right now. The Royals are 12-19. and 19. Uh, The White Sox are 19-12. and 12. So, if that tells you anything. Um, I mean, if you just look at the records, they should beat us. But, you know, the Twins really should have probably beat us worse than they have been uh, in those first couple series. But uh, Singer has actually been dropping off lately. His ERA is up to five sixteen. Oh, I think it's Keller that's like been a brand mm-hmm. killer. I think it's Keller that's. Been I want to really say good. Keller hasn't allowed any runs at all in his innings pitched. Uh he has. So he's so far ERA is a good two point oh eight. So Which Keller's is still really good. Keller's turned into our uh, the guy who we thought he was going to be. He's turned into like our our ace. Mm-hmm. Matt Matt Harvey's pitched twice. Uh, we talked about that on the last show because I think the Royals had kind of just signed him. Uh, the the games that I, I watched, both those games where Matt Harvey pitched, seems like he he did really well in his first couple innings of both of those games, and then he really kind of fell off. 
So, See, he's still just probably trying to get back in the groove. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, ERA 11.1. Yeah. Oh, it, my God. Like, it seemed like his first couple innings, he's really got command of the ball, and then all of a sudden it goes bad quick. He's going, uh, yeah, so he's he's 31 years old, so this is probably it for him as far as, like, trying to be a starter, if he still has it. He might be a guy you move maybe bullpen if he wants to. I don't know. Uh, the thing about Matt Harvey was I was actually I was I was big time in favor of getting him just because I mean it's cheap, super cheap, and potential to be because of what he was. I mean, Rose fans can remember him in the World Series. He's killing us, and then they move on from him, and then we win. So and and guy was lights out. I mean, I think I don't know. I'm on the I'm out for pitching. I'm on the the train where it's like you need to you need to. Uh, Ride a guy until he tells you he wants to go out, which most guys, 99% of the guys will not. Yeah. Or until they start actually screwing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because here's the deal. If the game, I think the game was pretty tight in the World Series, and uh, I think he got a couple guys on base, but no runs yet. And we were losing, and he didn't want to ride him out for the next inning. And I remember Matt Harvey in the dugout was throwing stuff and everything. I would have been mad, too. Yeah, I mean, but I don't like, blame him at all. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, really, Matt Harvey's never recovered since then. Remember, mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. So we got him. Uh, actually, I mean, I'm in favor of it. So we'll see what he does. The thing about it is, everybody kind of knew this was like a throwaway season. Yeah. I mean, w- whether we played the shortened one or the long one, I mean, it was going to be. I mean, we're still in hopes. Wait a minute! No, no, no! What are we doing? We're still in hopes that the Royals are going to get 25 wins. Here's what happens: Royals are bringing up a couple more pitchers. Winning streaks on the way. There we go. Sorry. Yes. Royals are going to win 25 games. This is in the past. So this is the lowest you'll see them. This is the lowest you'll see them this year. They're coming back. They're going to win exactly 25 games to hit our bet. (laughs) And then they're going to go, all right. And then they're going to lose the rest. And I don't care. Well, I do care. But I won't be as as mad because they won 25. It's going to happen. Yes. But But uh, I was feeling pretty low after that. I mean, you walk in the winning run. That's a terrible way to lose a game anytime, but especially against the Cardinals because, you know, now we have to hear it from the worst fan base in sports. I caught it. A couple of them, a couple of them got me this morning. So. Yeah. Already. Just, I also, I mean, I also kind of nudged them a little <clears> bit. I, I sent out a snap and said, you know, so, you know, tough loss for the Royals. Cardinals fans are happy. Scumbag Cardinals fans are happy because they've got to win, but. It's fine. Mm. Whatever. You guys aren't, aren't going to win a World Series again, so it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. We have a World Series. We uh, have a World Series in, within the last... More recent than you do. That's true. So, there you go. In, your, in your face. All right. <laughs> Speaking of world champions, two weeks from tonight, as we record this here on Thursday, the 27th of August, what's two weeks from tonight? Chiefs. NFL kickoff. Chiefs yes. kickoff. Houston Texans. Yes, so the Houston Texans will be making their way up here and uh, being at Arrowhead Stadium at, uh, I think, though, 16,000 and some change fans uh, will be in attendance. It'll, it'll, it'll be, I wonder, will they still consider it a sellout? Like, because it's the percentage of fans, do you think? Like, they'll still call it a sellout? I don't know. Because they'll sell the maximum. I mean, they'll sell the maximum amount, amount of tickets they can. The yeah, I would guarantee. I'm going to guarantee you, the Chiefs' actual Chiefs box office when they run through, 
when they run through season ticket holders, and then Jackson, and then Jackson County, and then general public, there won't be any left. You'll yeah. have to if you don't get them in those three, you have to get them from somebody a secondary market type thing. Yeah, and I heard, I saw on Twitter there were some people complaining about ticket prices. Um, Where, how much are they? I want to say it was like two hundred fifty dollars for upper level, is what they're going for. But I don't fault the Chiefs. They they have to sell less tickets, right? So they got to make that money back. So and they they did just win the Super Bowl. So it's not like they're a six and ten team trying to sell you know tickets. And and like you said, I guarantee every one of those tickets will get sold. Yeah, people. I think they started at two fifty and then go up from there. Obviously, but I, I think the only time people are going to complain about price is if the Chiefs priced them at two fifty, and then no one bought them, and people will be like, "Hey, no one's buying them." Yeah, you probably should drop the price, and the Chiefs will be like, "All right," but instead, the Chiefs are going to put them at two fifty, and they're going to sell. Yeah. Oh, so don't complain. That's market price. Don't complain. Yeah, and it's, don't go. And you're, you're. I mean, it's world championship team, right? Um, yeah. You know, a guy we know that I played golf with yesterday was complaining about it because he's like, "I'm not gonna for me and my wife to go to the game. I'm gonna pay 500 bucks when I paid 1,200 for season tickets last year for the tool." So I'm like, "Don't well, go. Then don't go. Don't go." I mean, it's simple, right? Like, just <laughs> Is the tickets too much. Don't go. Don't go. I mean, I, I get it. I, I, me personally, I'm not gonna pay 250 dollars to go to a Chiefs game. Me personally, right me personally, I right would, now, I would. not that game. I would. You would. Oh, oh yeah. I would not. Home but opener? I'm not complaining about it. I, I uh, think... We allowed the tailgate? Ooh, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I thought I saw something about it. I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe we should do a Kansas City Podcast Network tailgate from one of the Chiefs games. I wonder how much parking is. I don't know. If like, they let even you if, Even park. if you can't go, even if we can't go in the stadium, just let's go out there and hang out. Split up. If it's Social still, distance. What was it? $60 last year, I think. Mm-hmm. So you split up the sixty between who's riding with us. Mm-hmm. Sure, camp, you know, and then chill out. Bring it, bring some. Well, you don't even. Need, it was like say, bring a TV. You don't need to bring a TV. We bring a tablet. We bring yep. our phones. We watch the game. I mean, whatever. Or we like do the uh, like a like a mirror. Yeah, and onto a, a TV Live or whatever. Stream, yeah, or whatever. And then we're bring gonna, a grill. Bring a grill. Cook some burgers, dogs, little whatever. bags, little bags, a little uh, yeah. little uh, ladder golf. Mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. I'm down. I'm Let's definitely down. Kansas City Podcast Network uh, tailgate at be uh, Arrowhead. So we'll work on it. We'll talk to Gat. Uh, Gat, as you're listening to this, as you're uh, putting it out there, <coughs> yeah, come up with like, a date. Yeah, figure like, it out. Thanks, guys. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah, we're putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, I think I am going to try to go to one game this year. I'm going to try to hit up a game before it gets too cold. So I'll probably try to go to a game before yeah. November. I know some you know, I'm like, man, I don't want to go to these cold games. I'll go to a cold game playoffs. Uh, I don't really want to go to a cold game regular, regular season. season. Yeah. Because by the time it gets cold, especially this team, it's kind of, it's kind of wrapped up. So, um, and on next week's show, we will preview the NFL season. We will pick division winners in each division. We will pick the three wild card teams from the AFC and the NFC, and uh, will we go all the way through the playoffs? You think? Or are we just gonna? Yeah, we'll do it. Okay, yeah, so we'll sure. go all the way to the Super Bowl winner. Um, I mean, I know you've already kind of put yours out there. You think we're gonna get a repeat, run it back? No, um, no, I, I say Chiefs Tampa. 
Yeah. Well, no, I mean, uh, uh, Chiefs. Um, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Chiefs repeat. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll go through that. That'll be next week, and we're still working on a special guest for that show to come in and, and do some picks with us. He's another kind of local talent here in the area. and Pretty cool dude, so... Yeah, it'd be really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, working on that. I don't know. We talked about this. Are you are you a fan of the seven game playoff or like seventeen playoff over six? I, I, yeah, because it's more football. I mean, it's more football, so I, I'm all about. It. I kind of say it too. I'm like, don't think about it too hard. Yeah, I mean, will will you probably end up getting a, a seven and nine or maybe maybe even a six and ten team eventually? Oh shit. <laughs> Ugh, it could happen. I mean, I don't. I don't that think team's it not. Will. I mean, the thing is, uh, but I mean, even under the old format, you had a seven and nine team make the playoffs one year. Wasn't it Seattle and uh, New Orleans or something? Yeah, yeah, uh, Seattle and Seattle was seven and nine. Charlie Whitehurst, uh, yeah, came in with Hasselbeck. I remember watching that game because I was like a seven and nine team. Pete Carroll's first year. Yeah, and they kind of <laughs> snuck in. Uh, I think the cool thing about the seventh seed, and it's kind of the same with the with the six. Is that if a team, it could be a a good team that just gets has injuries and little problems, and maybe by playoff time they're like ready to roll, and then a good team gets to sneak in, or you get a team that like kind of sucks the first uh, six or seven games, gets hot, gets in on the seven, uh, which I'm cool for that too. So I yeah. mean, it, the, here's the deal about it. Basically, just and, win, and yeah, and then they made it so that just the number one seed. On each side gets the buy now, so um, I'm good with that. Too. Not not the first two, so that's where the the extra teams getting. So we actually get one more football game out of it on each side. So two more football games. You and I are both kind of the same here. Like if it's more football, give it to me. That's like when when people talk about like should we expand the uh, like college football playoff? I don't know where you are with that. I'm like sure, yeah, <laughs> sure. <clears throat> I mean I. Like eight teams, I, I think. I just my thing is for me. I'm like, don't think about it too hard. Yeah, go, go from four to eight. Sure, why not? I, I'd I'd be okay with it. I think those. I, I mean, I really think from the history of the college football playoff, like your one versus eight matchup would be a really bad football game because I think that number one team would just run them over. I think your two and seven would not be a very good football game. Uh, three and six might be an okay game. But I mean, I feel like even your one-four matchup is not good. Is not good. There, there's been a lot of uh, blowouts in that game. Or if you're watching it, you can just tell that one team is head and shoulders better than than the others. So what was, what was that? I mean, that's that's the argument against it. It's basically been Oklahoma getting beat up. Yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. No disrespect to the Sooners because I love Lincoln Riley. Yes, but just not built for. So I mean, I, and Clemson. I just think when you see that gap from one to four, that that gap's going to be even wider from one yeah. to eight. One thing uh, that one thing that'll but help. one thing that'll when help. I watch is, it. Yes. Oh yeah, and one yes. thing that'll help too. Yeah, basically, you'll, instead of getting a mean, meaningless bowl game. Yeah. Which still could be not a good game. Yeah. You could get a playoff game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I and mean, then, because those. I mean, those. Uh, you know, those teams like you said, they're going to play in a bowl game anyway. Yep. And so this way, at least they have something to play for. Because, you know, there, there's two kind of approaches that, that coaches take to bowl games. Um, some college coaches, you're, you know, you're not your big-time bowls, obviously, or your college football playoff bowls. But your other bowl games, you know, your, your uh, I don't know, TV Guide Bowl or whatever. Um, TV Guide? Yeah, TV Guide Bowl. I don't know if that's even a thing. Oh. But uh, anyway, um, 
you know, some coaches take it as a business trip and, and, you know, they keep the kids on a tight schedule and they treat it just like any other away game. Mm -hmm. And then other coaches are like, Hey, we're in sunny Florida from Minnesota and we're just going to have a good time. I'm going to relax the curfew a little bit. Don't do anything stupid. And then they go out and get just completely beat because they didn't prepare right. So, I mean, and I'm not saying either, you know, or some sometimes those teams rebound and play really well in the bowl game because they're nice and loose. Yeah, and the better thing. Yeah, that's true, so, too. And also, a coach himself uh, has to decide what's the best approach for, like, the future of his program. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have a lot of guys returning for next season, you're like, you know what, boys, let's have a good time. You know, let's play this game. Let's beat them. Let's win. Yeah. And then off season, then we're gonna crunch hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. So different. I mean, the coaches different approaches. Know Another thing too, if they switch the eight teams, uh, you wouldn't have any of this. Well, UCF was undefeated. Yeah, because we UCF probably would have got in. They would probably would have got in if it's eight teams. Oh, like if it's eight, yeah, seven, win. six, and if they win, cool. Because but I, I what, don't think they do. But what happened was they beat uh, who they beat Auburn. They yeah. beat Auburn in their bowl yeah. game that year. Mm-hmm. Which. Who knows what Auburn's approach was? Maybe they were hardcore on it and then were relaxed, and then at the end was like, "Oops, we don't yeah. want to lose this game," because that UCF team was talented for sure. They were. Scott Frost had put together a nice program, and uh, he's he's having he's having a hell of a time in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> and this did. year don't make it make it any easier. But anyways, uh, uh, those teams would have got in. Boise State's, mm-hmm. you know. I always do. I do wonder about those Boise State teams because they had NFL quarterbacks. They did on those. And, uh, so I, you know, you, you never know. Um, I mean, I still remember the night they beat Oklahoma with the old. Uh, and I'll say this about the Statue that. of Liberty play. I'll say this about that. I think OU was playing like they did yeah. not want to. I thought they were they were really playing. Do you watch that? I said, man, OU's not slacking. They're, they don't want to lose this game. And Boise State, you know, did their thing. That guy he parlayed that. You know, some of those wins into his job at. Uh, Washington. Now. Yep, and he's done a, done a good job there too. So, uh, I am happy. On a side note, as we talk about coaches, um, and we've kind of gone into college football a little bit, but I'm happy that oh, Mike Leach got into the SEC. Yes, because we get to see Mike Leach this yes, year. Yes, we do. Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole or Miss. Miss yeah. Okay, Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Which one is it? Let's look it up. So keep going. Uh, which would actually, you know, I'm a Mizzou guy. But shoot, that makes me want to go buy a, uh, here we go, Mike Leach. Uh, Mississippi State. Makes me want to go buy a Mississippi Bulldogs. State. Bulldogs. Makes me want to buy a Mississippi State hat. Yeah. Or a shirt. I'm serious. I love Mike Leach. I do too. I read his book last year. Excellent. Which Excellent. Uh, he, Does he have more than Swing one book? Swing Your or just, Sword. Okay. I think, I, he might have two, but I read Swing Your Sword, which kind of uh, talked about um, you know his journey as a coach. It was written... Um, I think right after he left Texas Tech. So it had kind of that story in there, too, at the end. Um, a story about him leaving? Yeah, about him kind of getting fired and ran out at Texas Tech, which big mistake on their part. That um, program's never been as good as they were at that time. No. And, and that's no disrespect to, you know, anybody that was there. I mean, you know, they had this quarterback kid that came through there. Pretty good. And it ended up being pretty good in the NFL, too. Uh, Couldn't win a lot of games. Uh, same MO. The, like, Mahomes would throw five touchdowns. Yeah. And But the defense gives up 40. And, yeah. You know, they, I mean, so those those home. games, just no defense. You know, they'd lose a lot of games, like 
47 or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, Mahomes came out of it, so that's, that's worked out for the Chiefs. Do you have a – is there a ballpark – I don't even know. Is there a ballpark date for college football starting? I haven't looked it up. Yeah, end of September. Okay, cool. So we'll, we can do a uh, – we'll do a show before that where we kind of pick our predictions on that kind of stuff. Yep. Because we'll the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC are all going to play, which is terrible news for the Big 10 and the Pac-12. Uh, the worst thing that could happen for those two conferences is for these three to play a full season and then crown a champion. Because, I mean, it's going to kill your recruiting base because you think these coaches aren't going to tell kids, hey, football's more important down here in Alabama, at Auburn. At Mississippi State. Football's more important. We played during a pandemic. Big Ten, if they're getting recruited by Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, they shut down. So do you want to come here where we're going to play? Or do you want to go there where something else, the wind might blow the wrong way and they shut down? One thing, too, is, is I, I was like, man, it, it, you know, you would have told me, yeah, Saban's uh, recruiting, uh, how, like his – He'll be, able, he'll be able to recruit even better than he is now. I'll be like, how? Two conferences shutting down. Now Saban's going to get even better players. Yeah. You know? Any any good defensive guys that maybe think about Big Ten, maybe they're looking at Alabama. Maybe mm-hmm. they're looking. No, it'll benefit like Florida State again. Yep. Uh, it'll benefit a lot of those schools like down there. Missouri, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we'll see. But I don't know. Mizzou's probably going to win three games. Probably three or four. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, all of our, our three big local schools, you know, Mizzou, KU, K-State, they're all going to play because the Big 12 playing awesome also. News. So I love it. I mean, I, I, like I said, like he said, we'll, we'll get into more of a prediction show a little closer to that kickoff, um, yeah. time, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma has got to be your odds on favorite to win the Big 12 again. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I know you kind of hammered Texas the last couple of years. Yeah, I think I'm off that. Yeah, I thought I actually thought the last I think it was last year we talked about it, and I was like, it's gonna be you know I was I've been OU, I thought it was gonna be close. Mm-hmm. It it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. I thought Texas was gonna beat them twice, and they didn't beat them once. So yeah, so it really wasn't. But uh, yeah, Tom Old Herman. Yeah, and you know who knows maybe maybe they will do better this year. But they got I, a, I think I'm kind of off that. But. They got an NFL quarterback coming in. His, I think he's an NFL guy. Uh, yeah, I'll look. You know, What's his I'll name? Look, I can't remember. Ellinger. Yeah, Ellinger. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll look at, you know, some standings and, and read up on it before we do the prediction show. I'd be ready. But off the top of my head right here now, I got, I got to think Oklahoma. <laughs> my gut says OU. I know. That's not really any groundbreaking news there. I will say this. Uh, Oklahoma, from the stuff I've seen from Oklahoma State, I think that Oklahoma Oklahoma State will be a nice game this year. Yeah, Oklahoma State's got some good guys going, and, and they're actually if the AP pulls out, it still has the Big Ten. Last time I checked, it still has the Big Ten. Like Ohio State was still two, okay. And so they still got to kind of redo that. I think it was a co- maybe not AP, maybe coaches pull, but co- coaches or AP, I'm not sure. But anyways, the Big Ten and Pac-12 were still in there. Uh, we had looked at it, I think, they had, yeah, because we were like, man, they still have USC at like 17. Yeah, which they're not playing. So. <laughs> it's just because it's USC and they get yeah. ranked and then they go down. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, this sucks that Big Ten. Big Ten games are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I, I mean, I'm an Iowa fan, so obviously I like watching the Big Ten. And 
you know, no Iowa Hawkeyes football this year. I can't do my normal thing where I say Harbaugh. This is the year for Harbaugh. Yeah, you've been on that bandwagon. I was gonna stay on it this year, Harbaugh, because yeah. hey. If I say it ten times, maybe one year he does it. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, genius. Yeah. Every the year. The only guy in the country predicting Harbaugh, Harbaugh wins. Harbaugh, national champions. I think yeah. I had him national champion. No, I had him losing. I think you had him in the playoff last year. Losing to Bama or something. Yeah. But I think you had him in. Oh, yeah, I had him in. I, th- I thought. Which I had Texas in. So. He had grabbed a quarterback from, uh, he had grabbed a quarterback from, I think, Mississippi State or Ole Miss. And I just shout said, out, no. Shout out to Andy Maddox up there. Uh. You know, Sean Michigan East grad. Uh, he's on that Michigan? football team. Yeah, Michigan football team. Sucks that he's sitting. No season. Yep. What the heck? I got. I got to think about like all these guys that are like the seniors and the juniors that are t- talking about going to the NFL. What do they do? They're not going to play if it's a spring season. They won't. They'll still get. They won't. They won't get drafted as high as they would have though, right? Unless, uh, unless their workouts are phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that'll kind of depend on the, the the coaches and GMs and how they're scouting tapes go, you know, the combine and all that stuff. Like you were saying, the uh, you had kind of thrown this out there. So it's not going to happen, but it would be kind of cool if uh, The Rock was like, all right, we're the XFL starting right now. Yeah. And they go grab those kids. And they Yeah, they're like, hey. <laughs> they're um, like the Ohio State quarterback. Um, what's his name? Fields? Is it Fields? Yeah, because he's, he's supposed to be a highly kind. Mm-hmm. High, uh, uh, hey, here, we'll get you some tape. We're going to put you guys in a bubble. Um, obviously, too many things, too many moving parts to make that happen. This quickly, but. Probably, probably wouldn't even be that. I mean, if you if they if like best case scenario, you try to put something together fast. The playbooks are like super basic. Yeah, it would only strictly be to show off some athleticism. Mm-hmm. The games probably wouldn't be great. Oh, they'd probably be okay. It'd be like watching backyard football. Yeah. So I don't know. They, I mean, it's not going to happen, but it'd be cool. It'd be really awesome. Somehow <laughs> a miracle. I mean, if did. anybody could pull it off, it'd be the Rock, though, right? If he decided to do it. He would. He would knock. It, it would out. probably be like. It would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, we can hope maybe that he does get it turned around so that he can do something next spring. So like spring of twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I I'm a huge fan. If yeah. if uh, if some if the XFL or somebody could pull off a league to where these kids don't have to go to school, they could play in the league for a year or two. Uh, guys that are going to get drafted at the NFL, mm-hmm. three like, years. Yeah, you know, let's just like let's let's play in this league and and let's get paid while we're doing it instead of me going to school. Uh, I'm good either way, but I mean, I think it'd be good. Like a lot of a uh, a lot of uh, a new trend with NBA guys is that some some of the some of the guys are signing with like the G League because they yep. get paid to be there. They don't get paid a million bucks or anything like that, but they get paid to be there, and they're playing against other guys that are going to be going to the NBA. And so they're just like, you know what, I'm good, I don't need to go to school, I'm just going to do this and that. And the NCAA is a corrupt organization. One of these it, days we're going to do a full show on that. Yes. Is uh, it going to be interesting? Maybe. But it's going to be me and you just... Talking about how bad the NCAA is. Lots of hatred. Yes. Hatred for the NCAA, love for the players. Yes, yes. Big time love for the players. Yes. I mean, I love college football, but uh, you know, I love college basketball. But the NCAA takes advantage of those kids, and you know, like I said, we'll do. We're going to do a full show on that at some point, and talk about the ways that they do. Because you know, the argument that a lot of people have: well, those kids get a free education. I mean, yes and no. But anyway, it's a whole show, whole topic. <laughs> Not going to go there right now. 
Uh, you got anything else today? I think that's that's about that's that's all that's going on. Oh no, NBA. Oh yeah, NBA, NBA, yeah. In the bubble, there's been a little controversy. Uh, the last yeah, couple as, days. as we're talking now, uh, Thursday, the whatever twenty seventh, twenty seventh. Uh, NBA is pro- pretty protested. Wednesday, yesterday, they're they're continuing the protests today. We're just taking a day off. Games are resuming tomorrow. Uh, protesting some of the police brutality that happened in uh, again in Minnesota. Uh, so, uh, but besides that, and I think actually uh, the way it's kind of set up is there was communication between basically with the Bucks. The Raptors had already talked about not playing. The Bucks really were like, "Hey, we really feel like we don't want to play." They talked to the commissioner Adam Silver. Silver after they had a meeting, Silver's on board with it. They canceled the rest of the games for yesterday and today. NBA NBA has taken the stance for the Black Lives Matter, and so it kind of goes with their narrative and their brand that they do this deal. Uh, you know, we don't want to get into the thing of like right or wrong, but as far as how NBA NBA with the bubble and how they've set it up has done a really really nice job with everything, and I actually feel like the way they handled this was to me spot on ten out of ten. The players get to go to the commissioner. Adam Silver's awesome. He might be the best commissioner in, in sports right now. Um, like the way they handled it between making the players feel good, making them feel like they had a little, have a voice, uh, and then resuming play Friday. And then they let the teams kind of vote. They let the teams vote mm-hmm. if they wanted to continue, which I thought was a great move by the NBA too. Uh, only two teams said they did not. The rest of the teams said they wanted to keep going. So we're going to keep going on Friday. Uh, like I said, props to the NBA for handling – how their players feel, and still being able to put out an awesome product. Uh, you're not an NBA guy, no. Uh, but I will say, uh, and you, but you know what it kind of looks like, and how mm-hmm. have they done it with the virtual fans? I've I've watched. Um, you had it like on game, yeah. I, but I've had it on, and yeah, the presentation part has been amazing. They, yeah, they they did a great job. Uh, you know, the casual fan like me that that doesn't really follow a team in particular. Uh, you know, but it, it's on and it's live sports, so I've been watching some. Uh, but yeah, I think that whoever put that together with the virtual fans and, and and the presentation part of it has been amazing. And exactly like you said, the players had a problem with you know some of this police violence that is happening, and the NBA said, "Hold on, we'll listen to you." They listened to their players, canceled a few games, postponed them, whatever you want to say. And then they listened to their players. They had meetings. The players' union got together, and boom! Now we're going to get play resuming. You know, they they but the players want to be heard, and the NBA listened. The commissioner of the NBA listened and heard their side and said, "Okay, let's just take a day day and a half, two days off. You guys just hang out in the bubble, and you know we'll tell everybody we're we're stopping these games to listen to you, and you know because Black Lives Matter." And, you know, the other things, social injustices that are going on. So, I, I do applaud the NBA for handling that. I, I think it oh, yeah. couldn't have been handled better. Yeah, I think they did a nice job. They weren't slow to react. No. Um, where he was, you've seen, like, Goodell. Um, mm. Who, I'm not saying Goodell's the worst commissioner in sports. Uh, that would be the guy that's in charge of the MLB is the worst <laughs> by a lot. Uh, Goodell's, like, in the middle somewhere. But Silver's done a nice job yeah. with everything you said. So, uh, like I said, if you're a fan of the NBA, uh, you know, a couple days off, it's good. And then these guys get back to playing. And uh, I think the NBA does a good job with letting these guys – they can wear the shirts they want to wear if they want to put a message on the shirts. Mm-hmm. They did a cool thing with the jerseys where you could put some on top. 
you still have your name on the bottom. Yep. You know, or or if you know, I don't think you had to have your name on the bottom, but no, I think you, they had a like a, a list of um, sayings or you know things like Black Lives Matter and different things for it, it, the social injustice going on that the players could choose from to put on their jersey. That's and, smart. Yeah, it is. And I so mean, guess what? All your players are happy with that, and then you know, um, you know, I think like I said, the NBA has done a nice job, um, and I think the NBA actually does a really good job recognizing that these players are they each are their own brand mm -hmm. and so like when they give them their own unique voice as far as uh picking something to put on the back of your jersey or doing a little uh, protest i think i think it's good um that's something that the mlb really lacks in because when you talk about are there studs in the mlb the answer is yes uh if you ask a, a more casual fan hey who are the top players who are the top 10 players in the mlb they probably don't have no clue yeah. they might know mike trout maybe mm -hmm. other than that justin verlander it's probably a name people would, would recognize. Yeah, the thing is like... But is that more because of Kate Upton? Maybe because it's Kate Upton. Now, he's also a really good pitcher, and he's also on the Astros. Uh-oh. Yeah. By the way, if you don't know who Kate Upton is, uh, Google her right now. But like You're the, uh, But, like, yeah, MLB does a bad job with trying to create superstars. The NFL does a nice job with that. Mm -hmm. you know, we have studs in the NFL. MLB, they're going to get there. Okay. It's, cause, it's because, you know, you got those purists of baseball that are like I want to keep the integrity of the game like it doesn't take away from the game when you have a guy that's like a brand oh we, it you brings know more attention to we your talked game. we talked about it last night with uh, a little bit with I think it was me and you with the with the 3-0 guy hitting the grand slam you know was it me and you oh yeah yeah, like yeah we were talking about that Tati's Jr that, that happened a couple weeks ago, or maybe a week ago now 3-0 pitch they're already winning 9-3 the guy throws up, here you go, pow, he just hammers it out. Yeah. Not a big celebration. Didn't like crazy flip of the bat or nothing. Yeah. He just, he did a little like, boom, like that, and then ran the bases. Uh, manager had a problem with that. That's the problem with baseball. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give him a gimme pitch right over the middle if you don't want him to hit it out of the park. Exactly. So baseball needs to create stars and maybe let their guys have a little more voice, yeah. whereas the NBA has done a nice job of giving freedom to their players. So, so yeah. Applaud the NBA there for sure. So uh, you still Lakers championship? Yeah, I think so. They're looking good. Uh, Clippers have looked good. Dallas uh, won a big game the other night. Yeah, so see they're playing. They're, they're playing each other. Dallas, 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 and the Clippers. Clippers beat them the other night by like fifty, but then the series is uh, series is three two. Okay, and so we'll see what happens. That's a two versus seven seed, and then with the Lakers, they're playing the Blazers, and they lost the first game. I think by nine, and then ever since then they've been rolling them by 20, at least twenty each game. There you go. So yeah, I still got I still got the Lakers uh, winning the championship, even though the hottest team is probably Dallas, and uh, Boston is really hot right now. They swept Philly. Okay. Philly Philly sucks. Yeah, Philly sucks. I mean, their chemistry is not very good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, that has been another fully loaded. Kansas City show for the Kansas City Podcast Network. Um, check out all the great content that we have on the network. Uh, there's a lot of great shows. Um, you know, Fake Ned and, and Gat Chats has premiered, you know, which she had her mom on there a couple weeks ago. I think she's recording one with her dad this week. So uh, the story of Steve as he's turning 70. So uh, check it out. Kansas City Podcast Network on YouTube. Uh, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can get your audio, you can find it. The videos are all on YouTube. Uh, Mad Marlin's putting some good stuff out there. Yeah. Um, so, 
and I, I know I'm leaving people off the list and I apologize it's not intentional but um, all the all the content is great and even if you know I mean our show is kind of for sports fans uh, but there's stuff beyond sports that, that happens on the Kansas City Podcast so that's where we are but uh, anyway I'm Gary this is awesome and this has been Fully Loaded Kansas City on the Kansas City Podcast Network Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Nitzel.